Welcome to the Early Career Moves Podcast, the career strategy podcast for BIPOC folks in their 20s and 30s trying to figure out their next career move. I'm your host, Priscilla Weninger Bolcha, Latinx career coach, former talent recruiter, and human capital management consultant. Each Friday, I'll share an actionable tip to help you on your career change journey so that you can job search with confidence, land amazing job offers, and get on with your life. Let's get started. Hey, y'all. How's it going? Welcome back to the Early Career Moves podcast. Today, I have a fun special episode. It's a bonus episode that I just wanted to do for fun because it's Valentine's Day week and month and it's the month of love. And I wanted to share with you my three lessons from my love life (laughs) applied to your career change journey and just career in general. Because honestly, and this is something I'll talk about in the future and other episodes, there are so many parallels between the way that we show up in our dating and romantic and love life and the way that we show up in our career life. Like there is so much in common. Like I wouldn't be surprised if whatever you're experiencing right now in your career also shows up in your love life, okay? Because a lot of it is around like making decisions, self-worth, loving yourself and and whether or not you have an abundance mindset or a scarcity-based mindset, if you make decisions out of fear or if you make them out of love, all of that tends to show up in both career and your love life. So I'm going to go ahead and, and share those three love lessons that I learned in my 20s. By the way, I'm happily married in a monogamous uh, marriage and I did date a lot in my 20s. And so I just thought it'd be fun for me to share some of those learnings and how you can apply it to your career change journey and ask yourself, are these belief systems that I have that I'm holding on to, are they serving me or not? Really quickly, last episode 82, I told you that I would be coming back this episode with part two of writing your personal brand language. Don't worry, I am going to do that. I will release that in March. I just really wanted to get this episode in for February. And so I had to make it work. I had to rearrange some things. But don't worry, come back in March. I will have part two of the personal branding, how to write it out officially. Okay, so let's get started. The first lesson that I have for you is that there are many soulmates out there for you. There isn't just one soulmate or there isn't just one type of person out there for you. I think the idea that there is only one soulmate out there in this world of 8 billion people can be a very damaging belief system that comes from a place of scarcity Based thinking. Scarcity based thinking is the idea that there isn't enough out there for you. So if you often find yourself thinking, there aren't enough men, there aren't enough women, there isn't enough money in the world, there aren't enough job opportunities, there aren't enough spots for me, then you know that you're caught in scarcity based thinking. I prefer and I practice abundance mindset thinking. I find that it's much easier for the universe to deliver lots of things my way when I think in abundant ways. It just allows me to show up in a different way so that I can attract a lot more opportunities to me. So abundant mindset thinking with dating is like, there's plenty of people out there for me that are good catches that I can attract. It's just a matter of getting out there and meeting people. Another example is there's 
lots of money. Like money's like the ocean. It's expansive. There's more than enough to go around or there's more than enough job opportunities out there for me. So you want to have ideally an abundance mindset with both career and with love. But when you're caught in this thought pattern of there's only one career path out there and I need to figure out what it is because I haven't figured out what it is, that's how you know you're in scarcity mindset thinking. This kind of thinking also has a little friend. (laughs) It's like a friend thought. And that thought is something must be wrong with me because I haven't found out what it is yet. And then there's another friend thought, which is compare despair thought, which is everyone else has figured out. It's almost like everyone else has found their soulmate. Why haven't I found mine? Okay. So if you have this line of thinking, all three of these usually pop up for you or will pop up for you. And I definitely used to think this way when I was younger. I definitely used to think that in an ideal perfect world, I would have found my one soulmate, right? Like in college or early in my 20s and that that was like the traditional linear path for me. And if I didn't achieve that, then like something was wrong with me. That ended up not happening for me. I didn't end up meeting my husband until I was 27. So there was a whole period of time in my 20s where I was dating or I was single. And at the time, I looked at it as like, I should have found my person by now. Like maybe I should have found this person. And I felt like, well, everyone else has found their person. Why haven't I found my person? And I'm just glad that I ended up having that time and space to explore because ultimately I was able to find my person and we were able to be the right match for each other. And so I really recommend like same in your career, like I want you to keep an open mind, believe that there are lots of career paths. If it's not one career path, it's another one and that there could be many career paths where you could be happy. It's not just one. It's not like you miss the bus. Like it's not like, wow, I miss the bus. It's more like, guess what happens when you miss the bus? There's another bus coming. Like that's how I want you to think about it in your career. It's like if it was if it wasn't these jobs, that's fine because there will be other jobs, there will be other career paths for you to test out. And it's a huge disservice to you if you think that there is just one and that you don't know what it is. It's like me saying like there's one soulmate out there for me, but I don't know where the hell they are in this world. Like, can you see how I am like really setting myself up for failure if I really believe and think that? I mean, what's the point of even like trying to meet people if I think there's only one in the whole world or only one kind of person and that like they're not anywhere near me or I don't know where they are. Like that is not helpful at all. The last thing I'll say about this lesson is that it helps take a lot of the pressure off because when you keep thinking to yourself, something is wrong because I haven't found the one or my dream career path and that must mean that something is wrong with me because everyone else has figured it out, that creates a lot of panic energy desperate energy and people are not attracted to that in both dating and career. In the career world, recruiters are not attracted to that. They can sniff that out and people who you network with will also feel a little uneasy around you if you have that kind of desperate type energy. And the other thing is it can be very paralyzing to keep putting that much pressure on yourself and it makes it harder for you to make clear-headed decisions. So we see this in, in love relationships when people feel so desperate. They're like, I have to get married by age 
and it's an arbitrary age, right? Arbitrary timeline. And so what they do is they hastily move into a relationship that then ends up not working out in the end or not being the right fit because they were just trying to quickly check that box. And so I do see that with people who kind of change jobs too quickly and then they're just unhappy in each one because they're not taking the time to actually sit, reflect, think about their priorities, make a clear-headed decision without that extra pressure that I mentioned earlier of thinking like that there is a right decision and that they are just they just haven't found the right career path, okay? Spare yourself that trouble and just take the pressure off, take your time, believe that there's lots of opportunities out there, there's no right one. There is just the next best step. Learning from that and moving on. Lesson two for my dating life in my 20s was to stop basing my self-worth on being in a relationship or finding a person to date. (laughs) So, you know, basically like not getting validation from another person in that way to feel good about myself. And the same thing applies to career. The takeaway here is to not need a job title to get that validation or like feeling of self-worth. And so you can catch yourself if this is something that you do, you probably tell yourself things like, I'll be happy when... I'll be happy when I have this title. I'll be happy when I make X amount of money. I'll feel safe when. I will finally feel safe when this happens, okay? So if this is something that you do often, I hate to break it to you, but it's very likely that when you do reach that milestone, there will be the initial thrill and excitement of that accomplishment, of course, because you're human, but then you will quickly, in a matter of maybe days, weeks, months, it just kind of depends on your personality, you will go back to the way that you were thinking, you're used to thinking, because that's what your brain does. Your brain goes back to your your soundtracks, like the same soundtrack that you're playing now, which is like, I'm not good enough, I'm not good enough, I'm not good enough. It comes back. It doesn't just go away. Just because you now make X amount of money or have a certain title, that line of thinking doesn't just stop. It actually comes back and then your brain moves the goalpost further. So it's like, okay, yeah, you have this job title, but like, wouldn't it be better if you also had X or Y? Your brain basically moves the goalpost and so you're still not good enough in your mind. And so I say this because, you know, I used to think this in my 20s. Oh, like when I find this person, then I'm going to feel good about myself or then I'll feel complete. And that was complete BS. Like I realized that I had to learn to find peace and happiness today you know, as a single woman, like I'm talking about myself back then, like I had to find peace and happiness and joy and accept myself where I was at that time. And I had to like love myself through the journey of finding a partner, not hate myself through it, just hoping that I could get to the end goal as quickly as possible so that I could start to feel better about myself. Now, taking a big step back, our feelings come from our thoughts, the thoughts that we believe, that we choose, and that we believe. So this is where your power lies. You can stop this thought pattern of like, I'm not good enough or I will be happy when by starting to change your thoughts, challenge those thoughts. But it does start with being aware. Life is 50-50. Like 50% of the 
time it's good 50 percent of the time it's it's not so great like there's boredom there's annoyance there's disappointment there's failure like do not delude yourself with grass is greener mentality like yes you'll be excited for that initial high with that initial high of like the new job or whatever it is but then you will likely settle back into your day-to-day normal thoughts and feelings and if you are normally thinking and feeling i am not good enough and feeling inadequate, that is something that will continue. So that is an inside job. It's not an external job. So the lesson here is don't seek validation from your job, your title, from your career, from others, from people. Like do that for you. And that is why I preach radical self-love, self-acceptance. It is work that I do every day, okay? I am nowhere near perfect on this. This is work that I have to intentionally carve out space to do every morning when I journal. I like, I intentionally like write words to love myself because I am my own. I actually believe I am my own soulmate. That's my real belief. Like, have y'all listened to Lizzo's song, Soulmate? It's her best song. And I believe that. Like, I am my best soulmate and I treat myself with the utmost respect and love. And so I'm very careful about the thoughts, the feelings, you know, what I say to myself. That relationship with myself is number one. It comes before everything. Like, because I can't show up as a good partner, as a good friend, as a good daughter, as a good wife, if I am not good to myself. Right. So I went on a little bit of a tangent there, but I hope that you got the takeaways. Do not wait for your career to be something else before feeling good about yourself. Same thing in your love life. Do not wait until this random person texts you back to feel good about yourself. It is a waste of time. That always is an inside job. It comes from you, it will always come from you, you might as well learn this skill set of radical self-love and acceptance where you are. Getting a new job is just a bonus. Being in a relationship that's amazing is just a bonus. What is really, really key here is transforming that relationship with yourself, the way that you talk to yourself and offering yourself that grace and compassion, which I talk to my clients a lot about in my six-month program because, of course, we're trying to get you a career change. Of course, we're trying to do these amazing things. But in my mind, those are actually bonuses. The real magic that happens is the way that they transform, the way that they talk to themselves and the relationship that they have with themselves where they just like they trust themselves and they're like, it's just a different kind of piece. (laughs) It's, It's different. It's on a different level. The last thing I'll say about radical self-love and acceptance, which is, you know, the antidote to feeling inadequate and feeling like you need something external to validate yourself, is that radical self-love is all about loving and accepting your entire self and your past, even the parts of you that you may consider to be flaws. A lot of the times when I start working with someone I can tell that there's like a lot of baggage in their past or the way that they view their past. And they can come up with a list of like 20 things that they think that they did wrong or didn't go right and that that's why they're not where they want to be in their career. And that might be you too. Like you might have things in your mind where you're like, well, I haven't done this and I didn't do that. For me, it was like I didn't have a super high GPA. I had a liberal arts college degree. I didn't have like a, you know, like a quote unquote real world skills type degree. I could go on and on about all the things that I thought I thought were flaws. I thought were deficits. But over time, I've learned 
now that I'm like almost 35, like I've learned that these were all actually like incredibly formative experiences that made me who I am today, make me the unique person that I am with my unique perspective. Like I now love the fact that I had a liberal arts degree and educational experience. And so when you choose radical self-love, your entire perspective shifts, your attitude changes, your feeling about yourself changes. You can start to feel better about yourself and feel more confident about everything that you bring. It might seem really intense or over the top, but once you start to release those negative limiting beliefs that you've held on to for so long about everything that's wrong with you and all the mistakes that you made, like once you start to release that and you're like, what if actually everything that I did and have done was exactly how it was supposed to play out? And that's like a beautiful moment, you know? So I just want to offer that to you that is totally available for you. All right, last love lesson for my 20s that can apply to your career change journey. It is okay to start over. And sometimes you must start over. You know, I've talked about this before. I had an episode, I believe, I'll, I'll put it in the notes, but basically I have an episode where I talk through like, basically any reason is a good reason to start over in your career. There's nothing wrong with it. And so go to that episode if you like need to hear that message because I go very deeply into that. But a lot of the times like we hold on to relationships or we hold on to jobs or careers that we are merely tolerating, okay? And that are not actually adding value to our lives and are actually taking energy away from us, time, precious time away from us, are costing us a lot. Like they cost us way more than the value that we get from it. And so it's good to know when is the right time to leave and to learn how to leave quickly and to be willing to be brave to move forward and want better for yourself, even if you think it looks like failure to the world or even if you consider it to be a failure. I was someone who really didn't like the idea of a breakup. And that's something that I've worked through with my therapist. And there's a lot of reasons for that. But the idea of breaking up with someone was always felt like a failure to me, like I had failed. Maybe that's something that you also identify with. And now that I look back, I'm like, man, I wish that that I had been kinder to myself and been proud, like been proud to be willing to experience the, the temporary pain of something ending and being willing to open myself up to something new, a new adventure and something better. And like, honestly, things have always, always gotten better. Like as my life has progressed, like in love and career, even though I have quote unquote failed so many different times, it's amazing that each failure actually gets me closer to where I'm supposed to be. And so it's okay to, to like realize maybe this relationship with my current job or my career maybe it's ended whether i ended it or or they ended it if you got laid off or you got fired or or whatever like relationships fail sometimes jobs end sometimes unexpectedly and it doesn't have to mean anything about you it doesn't have to mean that you are a failure or anything like that it can just be that it was an experiment that didn't work out and now it's just time to create a new hypothesis and run a new experiment and work towards a different result. It is a beautiful thing in this life that we get to play the role of scientist. We get to test things out. We get to be in a lab, wear a lab coat, 
and run experiments as many times as we need to. Don't think that just because you had a failed experiment that this means that you will never get it right. It just means it's time for the next experiment. All right, y'all. Well, I hope that you enjoyed this special bonus episode that is very much not something that I typically do. I would love to hear your feedback, um, you know, at me on Instagram at Priscilla Bolcha or send me a message at Priscilla at ecmpodcast.com. And yeah, I would love to hear like, what are your own like lessons, like love life lessons that you can apply to your career or that you are applying to your career. There's so much that you can actually apply from other areas in your life into the career change process. And so I encourage you to do that. I could probably go on and on with this topic. There is so much, but um, I will leave that to another time. All right, y'all have a beautiful rest of your week. Talk to you later. Thank you so much for listening today. Make sure you head over to ecmpodcast.com slash free course and sign up for my free job search training course. I teach you the three things that you need to know before you go into a job search process. My goal is to help you change careers with confidence and ease so you can move on with your life. I'll see you next week.